News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. Shop Cunis.com to see their entire inventory across their network of dealers. You're going to want to check it on out, shopcunis.com, and uh, tell them Mark sent you. When you stop by the dealership at 221 North 36th Street. A lot to get to today on this Saturday, August 20th. We are just now literally at the tip of the football season. We are, uh, the national anthem is playing. Uh, I've got my nachos. I've got, I've got to my seat, an ice cold Miller Lite, uh, $15. It's in the cup holder in the chair and I'm ready to go. Uh, so today on the show, as I, as I preview ahead, as always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show on uh, Facebook. Search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Uh, we are going to do two of our AFC divisions for the one main storyline. We'll start with the AFC East. We'll go to the AFC South. Then we'll come back. I'll make my three bold predictions for the 2022-2023 NFL season. Uh, I, th- I think I I put myself out there on a limb there on a couple of these, and then we'll have a couple quick stories to wrap up, including LeBron James's new deal. Let's jump into it. Let's waste no more time. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, we jump into it. One main storyline. If you've missed it, we've been doing this the past couple of weeks on the show, and I've been doing it division by division. But today, this week, and next week, we're going to uh, take care of two divisions on each show. So what I do is I put myself in the shoes of a beat reporter for each team. If you don't know what a beat reporter is, it is like the the guy who works for the local paper who knows the team in and out. He's in the locker room. Uh, he's covering every single game, doing the local radio hits. I put myself in their shoes, and I boil it down to what is the one main thing that I need to keep my eyes on with this team this season. So let's get it started with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills. For me, it's simple. The headline is the Bills need to make an AFC championship game. Uh, they were there. Uh, they had the tough loss to the, the Chiefs last year, which prevented them from making the AFC championship game. This is AFC championship game slash Super Bowl or bust. I won't put Super Bowl or bust for the Bills because I only go Super Bowl or bust for teams that either have a Super Bowl winning quarterback already or have recently won a Super Bowl. You know, the Rams, Super Bowl or bust. The Bucks, Super Bowl or bust. Uh, you know, Pat, the Chiefs, Super Bowl or bust for sure. Uh, but for a Bills team, I, I've never seen that they could actually win the Super Bowl, and I and I I think they can. I think they have the talent. I think they have the quarterback. I think they have the coaching staff. So I'm not going to go Super Bowl or bust. Uh, they're not like the Packers, where it's Aaron Rodgers and it's his legacy, and it's like, dude, it's a Super Bowl or bust. Uh, but it feels uh, close to that for the Buffalo Bills. You know, they have improved, it feels like, every year. They have built a really unique team around Josh Allen. And in the AFC East, 
They're going to be able to rack up some wins. I see this Bills team being able to go 6-0 and in division. They have some tough games out of division. Of course, they got the Chiefs. they got the Rams. They play my Bears. Uh, you know, i got to give them the nod of that being a tough game. At least I'm telling myself it'll hopefully be a tough game. Uh, but in all seriousness, it's a hard schedule for the Bills. Uh, it is AFC title game or bust. Uh, whether And I think a large part of that's going to be for Buffalo – Stop going on the road. Get some home field advantage. For Buffalo, it's going to be crucial for them to get a one seed in the AFC. I think that helps them get to an AFC championship game. And if the Bills are playing an AFC championship game in Buffalo this year, I don't know who is going to uh, be able to uh, knock them off in Buffalo if they're playing in Buffalo for the AFC title game. So that's, to me, the storyline. Everything's about... Can the team stay healthy, stay on the right track, go 6-0 in division? And uh, it's really important for this team to uh, to be there in the end. One of those last four teams battling for the Lombardi. We move on for the Dolphins. And for me, if I'm a uh, Dolphins beat writer, I'm looking at the one storyline that I'm looking at. This is Tua's final chance. This is it. I mean, third year for Tua. This is a guy that now has all the weapons in the world, a offensive head coach, an improved offensive line, a defense that still has got some really nice pieces to it in a weaker division with uh, you have just as much, if not more talent than the Patriots. You have certainly more talent or or just as much and, uh, and a better quarterback situation as of right now than your rival Jets. And I think the head coaching uh, candidates are pretty similar. Uh, again, new head coach, we got to see how it all works out for the Dolphins. But that's, again, an offensive head coach, so they bring in for Tua. That's why this is all about Tua and his last chance. Because this Dolphins team, there's a reason why Tom Brady wanted to play for Miami. They got some speed. They have some a, a solid offensive line. Obviously, they went out and now got Tyreek Hill. And so there's a reason why. This is not a scrub team. This is not a, a Houston Texans roster that is filled with a bunch of question marks and and cap saving and rebuilding. This Miami Dolphins team has guys that are ready to compete now. And so it's all the pressures on Tua. And for Tua, Tua right now is in the Mitchell Trubisky year where it's like, all right, that third year with Mitch, uh, second year with Nagy, they just made the playoffs. It was a huge year. By the end of that year, the organization realized it's not going to be Mitch. We're probably going to have to move on from Mitch. And that's a this is a huge moment for Tua as well. Tua can silence all the haters if he can lead them to a playoff spot, get them to double-digit wins, and uh, and show that he can put up 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 4,200 yards passing. Can he do that in an offensive uh, system with a ton of pieces around him and in a fairly weak division? I'm not sure if he can. Uh, that's not the point of this this exercise, the point of this exercise is that's the headline. That's what we need to be watching out for. That is ultimately what's at stake for Dolphins fans and for Tua, because Tua is the type of guy that will easily fall into that Mitchell Trubisky role. Tua could absolutely be a career backup for a lot of teams because, again, he's non-physically threatening. You don't bring Tua into your locker room and a bunch of guys go, Oh man, that guy's, you know, Cam, he's not Cam Newton. Cam Newton can't be a backup. You know, it's just too big, too strong, too physical, won an MVP. If Tua has just an okay season and kind of flames out and the Dolphins go below 500 and the Dolphins realize that Tua's not the guy, 
We have it. We gave him a new coach. We gave him new, all the weapons in the world, and he couldn't get it done. It's a lot like Mitch. It's just non-threatening. He's undersized. He doesn't have the big arm. Uh, he seems like a good dude, good locker room presence. Guys like him, likable, and uh, he's got name recognition, but no one is going to – he's not going to be a distraction in camp um, if he's competing against a veteran or if he, you bring him in to maybe uh, you know compete against a young guy even or to try to be a spot starter. But this is huge, too. I mean, his, his career as a starting quarterback is on the line because – He's a lot like Baker and some and and Mitchell. You don't you if you get a second chance, it's going to be really rare. The physical freak athletes, they get a second chance, a legit second chance. Sam Darnold got his legit second chance last year and he blew it. So Tua it, it can avoid the second chance if he plays really really well this year. It's his final chance to prove that he is the starter for Miami and he's the guy to build around. Uh, we move on to the New England Patriots. My, you know, this is a tough one. A part of me wanted to say, I'm going to kind of do a two-parter here. I'll peel back the curtain. This is what I wanted to be bold and make the predict, uh, the, the, um, the headline be, you know, Bill Belichick is the seat hot for Bill Belichick. It's obviously not. That would be getting a little too takeish. But I do think there is legitimacy in the questioning of Bill Belichick for some decisions, but I will, Take the heat away from Bill Belichick, and I will put it on his coaching staff. So for the one main headline for the New England Patriots heading on into this year, it's you got to score to win. You've got to score points to win games. And with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as your co-offensive coordinators, with Mac Jones as your quarterback, and listen, they went out and got Devontae Parker. I like that, Nelson Aguilar. And then, you know, they have uh, they have Hunter Henry. So they have some pieces but you've got to score points to win games. And if New England wants to prove that they are the system and the system was what helped carry Brady. Now, Brady's great in his own, and he proved Brady being great in his own, and the Brady system worked in Tampa. If New England wants to really, and, and Bill wants to kind of salvage that part of his legacy, because it's the only part of his legacy right now that's not 100% set in stone, is that, a little bit of the, uh, is, was it more Tom or was it more Bill? We realize, I think most people realize, is their success six Super Bowls, 20-plus years, it's 50-50. They both have a lot to do with why you're successful. But you can make the argument that it might be more now like 60-40 because of Brady. And that still means that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest, greatest dynasty of all time. It's, that's not a slight of Bill, but if Bill wants to bring that back more, towards 50-50, they have got to find a way to make the playoffs and make a little bit of a run. Because if New England can make a run with a guy like Mac Jones and they can find themselves in the divisional round out of the wild card, well, then I think all of us will be sitting here at the end of the year going, no, 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 Bill, Bill, listen, Tom is great, but Bill is incredible. How did Bill do it with this coaching staff and with this Roster, so it, it, the pressure's on the Patricias and the judges who thrived when they were under Bill before. That's not the question. They were just both so bad on their own, and they're both historically special team slash defensive guys. To bring them in offensively, and for Bill to basically say you don't need the offensive genius in the room to run offensive football, 
in an offensive league the way that the league has gone, he could either be setting up for one of the most brilliant coach seasons in NFL history or he could be really setting himself up for embarrassment. I hate to say it, but it's true. So that is going to be the headline. Can this offense score to help their defense win games? you got to score to win games in the National Football League. And right now, I just don't know if the Patriots are going to be able to accomplish that. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hespin. Follow the show on Facebook, on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Just search on the Mark KHMO. All right, final team of the AFC East is where one main storyline for the AFC East is the Jets. And for the Jets, obviously I talked a lot about them last week on the show with the Zach Wilson injury. And I love to hear that Zach Wilson's uh, knee was not as bad as they expected. little cleanup there with the meniscus, a little scope, a little trim, bada-bing, bada-boom, two to four weeks back in action with that bone bruise. I like hearing that because, again, as a fan of football and as someone who wants to, who loves to analyze football and the storylines in football, I want Zach Wilson to play the majority of the year because it's good for all of us. It's good for Jets fans to know can he or can he stay now healthy through a year and help actually win games for this team and show the improvement? So that's the storyline is, if I'm the, the beat writer, I'm writing Zach Wilson's health versus production. Obviously, Zach Wilson, what killed him last year was the knee, the nagging knee injury. He didn't play enough, and when he did play, his production wasn't high enough to actually prove that Zach Wilson is helping win games. It's a similar thing for Justin Fields. They had a similar first year. Justin Fields, you know, you saw the flashes and you saw the the explosive. Now, he's a little bit of a bigger athlete, so he's got that going for him against Zach Wilson. But how do I know it was such little production overall? Did that actually help win games or lose games for the, uh, for the team? Zach Wilson, second year in the system, continuity with the head coach. You may not love the head coach, but continuity is important for us being able to judge the kid and and on the right timeline, right? By the middle to end of year two, I got to know, I I will have to know now if my quarterback is the quarterback to invest around or not. And so this is really, really important for Zach Wilson. Can he stay healthy enough long enough to actually produce at a high enough level to give Jets fans and me as the beat reporter comfort knowing this is the guy we build around. So health versus production. The production part of it is huge. I mean, it's absolutely massive. This Jets team did a better job of improving the weapons around him. And I know they lose their tackle, Becton, and, and he's not going to play, but they didn't have him last year. So it's not like uh, it, it's that that's something the team is at least used to. Again, that continuity issue. I'm not expecting the Jets to win 10 games. That's not what I'm saying for Zach Wilson to be a success. At the end of the year, I can sit here and say, I'm wrong. I think Zach Wilson is a franchise quarterback. If he's able to throw 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 4,200 yards, scramble for a couple scores and a couple hundred yards and stay healthy, I'm all comfortable then. I'll, I'll eat crow. I'll say, listen, you got to get the kid more help. He clearly can produce. It's how we felt with Kyler Murray at the end of that first year with Kyler Murray. No, not a ton of wins, 5-11, and 11, but we're like, all right, it's not his fault they're 5-11. and 11. And that's the crucial thing for the second-year quarterbacks, and especially Zach Wilson, who's now dealing with legitimate injury concerns to the point where one more injury, and you say, all right, the dude is injury-prone player. We can't do anything about it. So uh, that's my storyline for the Jets. It's that health versus production. 
and they have got to go time in hand, time in, uh, hand in hand. They can't battle against each other. Uh, that is Hesman headline number one. Your one main storyline for the AFC East teams, the Bills, they got to make the AFC championship game or better. For the Dolphins, this is Tua's last ride. Tua has got to show up and show out. Uh, the Patriots, how can you score? What does the brain trust look like under Bill Belichick and this offensive coach he said for the, for the Jets? Zach Wilson, all eyes on that knee and the health versus production. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app uh, broadcasting from our KHMO studios here in beautiful Quincy, Illinois on this Saturday, August 20th. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. Uh, we When we come back, we will do the same thing only for the AFC South. We'll give you the breakdown on the one main storyline for the AFC South. Uh, we'll talk Colts, Titans, Jags, and Texans before getting into bold predictions and the rest of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hesman. Follow the show on Facebook, On The Mark KHMO. Just search On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. We're live and local. It's On The Mark on KHMO. Blessing has a choice. is caused by a tick bite. It's more common than you think. If you or your child is bitten by a tick, Global Lyme Alliance is here to help. Our physician referral program has assisted thousands of patients in finding the right doctors and the proper treatments. You don't have to go through it alone. GLA's peer-to-peer mentorship program will match you with a supportive mentor to help guide you through your Lyme disease journey. To learn more about our patient services, visit gla.org. That's gla.org. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. And you got to talk to them about that complimentary no-fear powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. No-fear lifetime powertrain warranty. Uh, no one else is doing it like Cunis Honda and Hyundai are doing it. Go to shopcunis.com or... Just stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, welcome on back to On the Mark. Uh, we move on now into Hespin headline number two. We continue our one main storyline. Uh, and so normally I was doing one of these a week. I did do the NFC, and then I sort of realized, look at the calendar, like, uh-oh. If I want to get all these in before the NFL season actually starts, i got to double up this week and next week, get through the AFC, because then – I got to do my predictions. Big prediction show coming on up. Uh, and so uh, we, we got to get those predictions in before uh, the season starts, as you know, I love to do. So one main storyline. And as we're going through the one main storyline, I, I think you can kind of tell how I feel about each team, right? A general sense of how I feel. Now, it's not any sort of like, oh, uh, bold prediction like I'm about to make after the next break. We'll go into my three bold predictions going into the 2020 to 2023 season. That'll actually give you some insight to who I think is going to make some of the playoffs and not. Uh, but we move on now. The AFC South is Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, let's jump into it with the, uh, with the one main storyline for let's begin the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts. Reminder to everyone. Yeah. Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, you know, the Colts, one of those. This team just feels like you know, last year's is Carson Wentz, is Matt Ryan. You know they're throwing things at the wall. Philip Rivers the year before that, just trying to find the kind of patchwork. It seems like Indy, uh, and it's kind of a shame if you're an Indianapolis fan. You've had this roster the past couple of years that feels like it's close to, if not should be, competing for a Super Bowl. 
like deep into the AFC playoffs type of roster. Great offensive line, really incredible defense, and enough weapons offensively. Jonathan Taylor now and Michael Pittman Jr. You know, you move on from the T.Y. Hiltons and some other old faces are out, but you've replaced them well. No Marlon Mack this year. And yet you bring in another new quarterback. And my new quarterback, it is new to you, but he's old. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Phillip Rivers year. And I actually think the Colts this year will look a lot like that Phillip Rivers-led Colts year. And so uh, the headline, though, is Matt Ryan. Is there enough in the tank? The Colts fans are aware of what it looks like when an old veteran QB who's a borderline Hall of Famer, arrives at their doorstep and feels like they have one, maybe two years left in the tank. They just went through it with uh, with uh, Philip Rivers two years ago. So what we what we saw, I go back to that year with Philip Rivers, what we, what we learned if I was a Colts fan is, hey, this team is good enough if our, if our quarterback is good enough not to turn the ball over to win enough games to make a playoff push. And that was a Titans team that I think is better than the current Titans team as well. That Colts team ended up finishing uh, in the wild card spot. They played at Buffalo, and they ran into the buzzsaw that is the Bills who are uh, who are on their way to an AFC championship game uh, with you know Josh Allen playing at an MVP level. So for me, if I'm a Colts fan this year, is, is Matt Ryan's, if there's nothing in the tank to be like, no, no, this is a two-year window for Matt Ryan. This year, we compete. We make a playoff push. We try We try to win the division. We can win the division if Matt Ryan's got enough in the tank. And then is that also enough in the tank to make sure that Matt Ryan can start next year and help us develop our next quarterback? This is, to me, ideally if I'm a Colts fan, if I'm a writer covering the Colts, it's a two-year Matt, Matt Ryan window. Starts this year, and there's actual tangible success. A division win a playoff run that we can build into next year, knowing that Matt probably won't be as good, but we have his replacement now and our future quarterback on our roster. You know, a lot of people are looking at around the league, the, 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 the Panthers, the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Giants, a lot of teams out there who you just peg, oh, they need a young quarterback and they're ready to go. The Colts are one of those two. The Colts are in that window. And so the Colts are trying to find their long-term answer. Matt Ryan, does he have enough in the tank to be a two-year answer? I feel like he does, and I feel like if he can be a two-year answer for the Colts, then the Colts are in a really good spot, really, really good spot. So for Matt Ryan, that's the storyline this year. It's all about how much does he have in the tank. Because if by week five, six, seven, you realize, oh, no, he's worse than Rivers, and this is just brutal, then the Colts are in maybe rebuild mode. Because your timetable's just all off. You're in a your roster is ready and your coaching staff is ready to win this year and next year. And if Ryan doesn't have enough in the tank, I just don't know what you do. I, I you're in a tough, tough spot. Luckily, they have I think the perfect backup quarterback for Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, on the roster as well. Uh, so if Matt Ryan does have to miss a game or two, um, your your offense will look exactly the same. And so we move on from the Colts to the Tennessee Titans. And for the Tennessee Titans, the headline this year is Tannehill is now on the hot seat. Remember back, it feels like just yesterday they were dealing with Marcus Mariota and they brought in Ryan Tannehill from Miami. And no one, again, Tannehill was one of those kind of like Mitchell Trubisky where you're like, oh, I'm not really worried about him. It's not like he's 
you know, he was he he fizzled out. He lost his starting job to the team that drafted him. He's he doesn't you know instill fear in my starter. And what do you know? He takes over and leads the the Titans on an improbable run. They then win their division again next year. Last year, all all the pressure starts to build on because you now have established yourself as winners. And you make a really, really nice, uh, you know, roster together. And then, of course, Derrick Henry goes down. You bring in Julio Jones. It kind of falls apart for the Titans towards the end of the year. But they still win the division because the division just so weak with uh, Wentz and the Colts last year. So for the Titans this year, Tannehill's seat is finally hot. I mean, we've already seen week one week of Malik Willis, and he looks electric. Not saying that he's going to steal Ryan Tannehill's job this year. But his seat is hot. I mean, if Ryan Tannehill wants to, uh, and this Colts team, you know, and, and, you know, stay the, the, the quarterback of this Titans team and prolong his career, you've got to see another playoff appearance and you've got to see a playoff win or two. I think. I mean, I really feel that way. So that is an interesting storyline. And for the Titans, you know, they're in a great spot. Would it, would it shock anyone? If the Titans win 4-0, 2-0 against the Jags, and 2-0 against the Texans, and 1-1 versus the Colts, they split it. All of a sudden, there's five wins for the Titans. you tell me they can't find another five wins in their season to get themselves to the playoffs with Derrick Henry? You know, they bring in Robert Woods. Uh, they have Austin Hooper at tight end. Uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, with a defense, uh, you know, a defensive head coach and an improving defense. I don't think there's any reason why this Titans team can't find a way to get to 10 wins. I, and, and part, but all of that again falls on Tannehill. He's kind of the linchpin to that. So that it's a huge, huge storyline. Tannehill's seat is finally hot in Tennessee. He lived with a hot seat in Miami. So I don't think he's going to, uh, waver under it. I don't think he's going to crumble under the pressure, but it's a legit storyline now. All right, uh, we move on to the next team in the division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this year is a lot like all the other second-year quarterback teams we talked about. you got to focus on that quarterback position, the growth of Trevor Lawrence. He's got a lot less excuses. You know, number one overall pick, highest-touted prospect since Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. Everyone would have said, I mean, he would have drafted number one overall after his freshman year, after his sophomore year. He gets drafted number one overall, and let's be honest, last year was kind of disappointing. He seemed very okay, but he got the hugest, biggest scapegoat in the world in the fact that Urban Meyer was an absolute joke, disaster, distraction, and uh, incompetent and incapable of coaching at the professional level. And so he gets a huge pass for year one. And year two, because year one was so bad and his t- and the prospect of his talent was so high and is me- measurable, 6'5", can run you out the gym, uh, throw, throw the ball 90 yards. I mean, he's huge. He's getting uh, also, I think, a break going into year two. But the only way that Trevor Lawrence really kills himself at the end of this year is if there's not pro- perceived growth. He still gets the built-in excuse of, hey, I got a new head coach, two head coaches in two years. Well, really, three head coaches because you fire Urban, you have the interim whole deal. Uh, but there's got to be growth. And again, it's the type of growth that I say with with Justin Fields 
Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, all of them. It has to be measurable growth like we saw with Kyler Murray, uh, you know, or Joe Burrow in that rookie year. You know, obviously, Joe Burrow's second year, it's really, really hard to, to judge because he wins his, takes the team to the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of pressure on second-year quarterbacks because we've seen it done once uh, because you can be that impressive. You know, but think of a Justin Herbert. In the first year, it was all about the flashes. The second year, it's like, okay, the flashes are now prolonged periods of the light is on. And we're really starting to see growth, real sustained growth. So that's what's really important for Trevor Lawrence. Really, really important. And also winning more games. I think, I think this Jacksonville team has improved, uh, their offensive line, their weapons. Uh, you now have an adult who's a capable, uh, head coach in the National Football League. And that's really important. So that storyline of, of the growth of Trevor Lawrence is going to be a storyline we all need to watch for. And I think it's even more so this year because we only have one rookie quarterback of note, Kenny Pickett, and he is probably not going to start until maybe midway through the season. So for these second-year quarterbacks, there's going to be – usually the second-year quarterbacks get a little bit of a breather because they have a bunch of rookies. There's five rookies drafted in the first round that everyone's got their eyes on. But these second-year quarterbacks, is a ton of eyeballs because of the lack of quarterbacks taken – uh, atop the draft in this year. Uh, so the growth of Trevor Lawrence is the storyline for the Jags. You're listening on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We're brought to you by Cunis Honda. Honda, go to shop com. Broadcasting live from our KHMO studio here in Quincy. Uh, we are in the middle of Hespin headline number two. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. And you can uh, follow the show on the mark KHMO on Facebook. The final storyline for the AFC South team. It's the Houston Texans. And for the Texans, this is a lot like the Lions of last year. The Texans are the Lions of last year. The Lions were floundering. Patricia was a joke. They were all sorts of off the walls. And they were rudderless. And uh, and so what did they do? They went and they got a football guy in Dan Campbell. They got stability in Jared Goff. And even though they only won three games, you saw a team that just felt like, okay, they're just, the reason they're not winning is not because they're just a joke and they're embarrassing themselves like the, like the Giants with Joe Judge at the end, like the Lions with Matt Patricia at the end like the Jaguars with Urban Meyer, where you're like, this is a joke. I mean, they're embarrassing themselves. That's what the Texans were dealing with last year at times. So for the Texans, it's about, hey, can I see stability? I don't care if the Texans go 4-13. and 13. I, I just don't. But what I care about is if they're in games, if they're being competitive, if they're finding a way to sne- steal a win against the Titans or a Colts, a division rival. If I'm the beat reporter for that team, that's what's important to me. What's really, really important to me is to show, hey, organizationally, we're through the Deshaun Watson disaster. Our organization is not well run uh, from the top in ownership. and ownership. Uh, and But yet we got Lovey Smith, who is a veteran football coach, way past his prime, but he's a no-nonsense veteran coach who was in the building last year, knows the guys in the building. So is there stability? 
Can we be competitive? When we show up on, on the red zone, is it not 33 to 10, to, to three or to 10? We're in games. We're competitive. We're, we're showing growth. And a lot of that will have to do with Davis Mills. Obviously, he's kind of got no pressure, but a lot of pressure in a weird way. If he fails and doesn't win the job, doesn't matter. They're probably going to draft a quarterback next year anyways. But he has a chance also to shock the league. And if Davis Mills can put up good numbers and actually win a surprising number of games, the Texans may just say, at this point, screw it. We need stability. We need uh, to have that continuity and keep it going, uh, especially depending on where they fall in the draft. But they have a ton of draft capital, you know, from the Deshaun Watson trade. They have the freedom to kind of fly under the radar for a year or two as they move on from Watson and rebuild. So I want to make sure if I'm covering this team, if I'm a fan of this team, to me the important thing is do we have fight? Do we have the dog in us? Do we have that ability to, hey, we lost to our division rivals, the Colts at home, but it was 27-20 and uh, we had a chance to get the ball back late. Uh, and we almost did, but we were battling, and it was a competitive game. So that's what I'm looking for. We'll recap of the one main storylines for the AFC South. If I'm the Colts, does Matt Ryan have a two-year window? Is this more than just a Phillip Rivers one-year window? How much is left in the tank? For the Titans, Tannehill is finally on a seat that has a warmer. He just upgraded to a new Mercedes-Benz, and he went from an old uh, 91 Corolla and now it's seats, uh, seats is fancy. Ooh, ooh, it can cool the seat, but it also can be turned up hot. The heat can be turned on. He's on the hot seat. Jaguars, the growth of Trevor Lawrence. Incredibly important to see if this franchise will ever have a legitimate star franchise quarterback. And for the Texans, it is all about stability. Can we be just competitive and stable as a franchise and move out of the joke franchise? We don't want to be a joke. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Go to shopcunis.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow uh, the show. Just search on the Mark KHMO, all one word, on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. All right, when we come back, I have three giant predictions for the 2022-2023 NFL season. I will give you my bold predictions, including who I think is going to be the most valuable player. On the mark, News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. I'm Dr. Michael Norm with the African American Wellness Project. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began... Many children have not been seeing their doctors on a regular basis to check on things like nutrition and growth, to get regular vaccinations, and to check on mental health issues since they've not been in a regular schoolroom or around friends or family for over a year. This is especially true for underserved communities. To see what your child might need, visit our website at aawellnessproject.org. Hall of Fame Weekend. Energy forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Chance for scattered thunderstorms today. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Highs level off around 82. Winds out of the southwest, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, lows around 64. Tomorrow, high of 82. Right now, 73. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. 
Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. The no fear lifetime powertrain warranty. Shopcunis.com. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, we made it through uh, the first half of the AFC one main storyline next week on the show. We will finish off with the AFC West and the AFC North, and then we'll be done with the one main storylines uh, and uh, just in time to then make my official predictions for the start of the NFL season. Uh, but what I want to do right now is I want to take this opportunity to make three bold predictions for the NFL season already. I feel really confident about these already. And you know what? Sometimes as gambling man, you just got to put stuff out there. And you got to see where it lands, where it sticks. Uh, and so I'm going to make these. I'm going to make these bold predictions, and then we'll be able to look back at them. We'll laugh, or we'll be like, "Mark, you're a genius. We should have never doubted you." Here's a raise. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it here. Uh, bold prediction number one: the Carolina Panthers will start three different quarterbacks at some point in time during the season. I have a huge belief. The Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Matt Corral will all start games, at least one game, for the Carolina Panthers. That is the prediction. I think the Panthers are going to go off the rails. I think they're going to be one of those franchises that is just a disaster this year. I think Baker gets the start, gets a couple games, and whether it's due to injury or whether it's due to poor performance, Darnold gets an opportunity. He plays okay for a couple games. Uh, but then maybe it's an injury uh, or a, or a bad stretch of games. They maybe go back to Baker at some time, or then they say to themselves, "It's you know past the uh, week eight, week nine, week ten, and we're in the second half of the season, and we got this rookie on our bench sitting here. And we go, well, let's throw him in there. Got to start figuring out if maybe he's going to be the franchise guy. I have a I have a strong feeling, uh, and maybe it doesn't go that way. Maybe it is." Baker plays for 10 games, then gets injured, and Darnold plays for a couple, and then they go to Corral or whatever. But I have a feeling the Panthers are going to be quite disastrous, and a part of that disaster is going to be Darnold, Baker, and Corral all starting at least one game for the Carolina Panthers. Mark it down as bold prediction number one. Bold prediction number two, I'm not going to tell you the teams yet, but only two AFC West teams We'll make the playoffs. I'm starting to feel really confident about this. I'm going through and looking at my predictions, looking at the schedules. Listen, only six teams make the playoffs. You know what I mean? You only get six teams. Four division winners, two wild cards. Uh, they, I mean, they add the wild, they added the wild cards. There's seven teams, but you only get, you know, you're only getting seven. So you're starting to look at it and, and I look at division and it's easy to say, okay, well, the AFC West has four teams that are capable of making the playoffs. They're probably going to have three playoff teams. And I just am starting to look at it and think, I firmly believe they're going to cannibalize each other. They may be better teams. Two teams from the AFC West are going to miss the playoffs and probably be better teams than two teams that make the playoffs. I'll make, I, I feel strong in saying that. You know what I mean? But I do believe that only two of them are going to make it. Because it's about the record. In the end of the day, it's about the record. It's about how many games did you win. And I have a sneaky suspicion that you could get two teams from the AFC South and a sneaky suspicion 
that one of the teams in the AFC East that's not Buffalo, a.k.a. Miami or, I don't believe in the Jets, so Miami or the Patriots could also sneak in there. Now, again, it's a bold prediction for a reason because it's probably not likely. Yeah, you know, I'm going against the grain here. A lot of people are going to more easily say that, no, three AFC teams, West teams are going to make it, and uh, you feel more confident in that, and then you just throw in, uh, you know, Buffalo, you throw in, uh, pick your poison. But, again, you can't write out the AFC, NFC, AFC North. Who's to say that, you know, Ravens have a really good bounce back here, the Bengals stay on track, and you get two teams from the AFC North, two teams from the AFC South, two teams from the AFC West, and one team from the AFC East. So, just, I know it's, a, I know it's a, you know, I'm not listing the teams yet. I will eventually, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna promise you, uh, my, in my predictions, only two teams from the AFC West will make the playoffs. And then finally, I think Matthew Stafford wins the MVP this year. I think Matthew Stafford is able to, uh, you know, he's, he's put himself on that stage. He's a Super Bowl winner now. The Rams, I think, are by far the best team in the NFC. And I do think that the Rams will have a huge opportunity to actually get Matt Stafford an MVP. What I mean by this is Allen Robinson is there now for the full season with Cooper Cup. Um, They have a really solid running game, a solid offensive line, and they will throw the ball a lot. So he'll put up the numbers. And if the Rams can win the the NFC West, which is the best division in the NFC and the second best division in football, you could argue, second or third, then he'll have, hey, number one seed, really great statistical year, uh, Super Bowl last year, uh, leads his team to, uh, to the division win. I, I think there's things that are setting up for Matt Stafford to win an MVP this year. And I think it's great. I think it would be a great storyline for him, for the NFL, and for kind of the Matt Stafford legacy debate. You know what I mean? He's already got one Super Bowl. Rodgers has one Super Bowl. If he can get himself an MVP, I, I just think it, it, it it's a fun thing to think about, and I do think it's plausible. Now, it's obviously a bold prediction, as I'm saying, but I'm putting it out there. And, and I also let you know that I really like the Rams this year. So recap, Baker, Darnold, and Crowell will all start for the Panthers at one point in time. Only two AFC West teams will make the playoffs, but the other two teams will probably be better than a lot of other teams that make the playoffs. And then Matt Stafford's going to be your NFL MVP. You're listening on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, a couple quick hitters to wrap up the show. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show on Facebook. Just search on the mark KHMO on Facebook. Blessing has a track. Every two minutes, a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. It's happening right now. Don't change the channel. Don't cover your kids' ears, no matter how much you want to ignore it. Child trafficking is real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. That's Partners Against Child Trafficking. PACT works to teach students to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. PACT student ambassadors receive in-depth training on the issue and design a project to raise awareness, reduce victimization, and disrupt demand. Any student around the world can sign up for PACT's online training program and learn how to stop child trafficking. 
Go to PACT.city to sign up for the one-hour course today. With PACT, we declare not one more victim. Elena had another asthma attack. She's really sad to miss school again. Asthma can be triggered by allergens from common pests. <coughs> I just can't shake this fever. Mosquito bites can cause West Nile and Zika virus infections. Sorry, boss. I'm going to be out of work for a while. The CDC estimates that more than 300,000 Lyme disease cases spread by ticks occur in the U.S. each year. Don't let pests force you to take a sick day. Learn how to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the CDC. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, only a couple minutes left of the show here. Excuse me, I want to jump in by saying uh, uh, on Wednesday the news broke. LeBron James signed a two-year $97 million extension. Uh, that could go up to $111 million, depending on how big the cap jumps. There's a caveat in the, uh, in the, in his contract clause about the cap jump for the NBA, uh, that keeps him with the Lakers through 2024, 2025. So think about that. LeBron James has secured that he has a contract to play with the Lakers, not only this year, but next year, 2023, 2024. And the following year, 2024, 2025. So it does a couple of things. It's, it's huge for a couple of reasons. First off, A, gives you a window in LeBron's mind of how much longer he thinks he can play. Also gives us a window into LeBron and the Lakers saying, if you're going to play and we want you here, that's great. We need stability from you to show other stars next offseason there's not going to be some sort of free agency, where's LeBron going, and blah, 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 blah. No, no. LeBron is staying in L.A. He is going to be a Laker for the remainder of his career, um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the important part of his career. And then finally, it also says LeBron James will be playing basketball with his son. His son is a senior this year. Next year, he will be a freshman. The year after that, he will be in the NBA. So LeBron will be in the final year of his contract when Bronny James is eligible to then play his first year in the National Basketball League. So that is huge. All of those things line up and make it to a it's, – it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal for the Lakers. I think it's a big deal for LeBron. I think it's a, a lot of money to pay LeBron James, but LeBron helps you sell tickets, helps you keep relevant. And you know what? You can um, you can argue that LeBron James still is one of the five corner pieces you want to build around for the next three years and to help your team have a chance to win an NBA title. I think you can still make that argument. So uh, LeBron James stays with the Lakers. Big, big news here to wrap up uh, the show. I will say quickly to Joe Burrow. He, uh, this is the other story I want to talk about. He had an appendectomy. And now I was wondering, kind of like, what's up with Joe Burrow? Dude's appendix popped. Uh, had to have a surgery back at the end of July. Uh, that's why he's kind of sitting out the whole preseason. Uh, but it looks like the word is he'll be good to go uh, for the regular season, which is awesome because I think a lot of us, myself included, are excited to see this Bengals team next year. Was that a kind of a fluke one-hit wonder? Or what is this Bengals team like with head coach Zach Taylor in the – we know Burrow's not a fluke and Chase isn't a fluke, but, you know, do they drop back to earth and hover more around 500? Or is this Chiefs, is this uh, Bengals team starts to really 
throw a wrench in the plan of the Chiefs and the Bills for dominance in the AFC. It'll be really fun to watch and glad to see that Joe Burrow uh, is recovering from his appendectomy. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. I will see you next week as we broadcast live on KHMO. Individual rates, coverage offerings,